Welcome to the Manifesting Doll Podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from No Diet Babe. I'm a spiritual mindset coach and weight loss expert. If you are a spiritual babe wanting to up-level your life around your body, health, wellness, spirituality, law of attraction and manifestation, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to give you the tools, teachings, and strategies to manifest the body and life of your dreams. As spiritual babes, we know to focus on love as opposed to fear. So get ready to learn how to implement spiritual teachings to weight loss, wellness, and your daily life coming from a place of love and abundance. This is a celebration of how we can shift our inner perception of ourselves and watch our outer selves shift. You can become the best version of yourself and I'm here to help. Hey babes, welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from NoDietBabe.com and today I want to talk about a very important topic and that is I'm going to be talking about nutrition but I'm going to be talking about it with Law of Attraction mixed into it. So this is like the spiritual slash science. It's like the science and spiritual combined aspect of nutrition. So I really am excited to share this episode with you. And to be honest with you, like I talk a little bit about nutrition, but not a lot. And that's mainly because I want to give you the mindset perspective and manifestation perspective of weight. Because I, if you're here, like I would hope that you know that your thoughts create your reality and that everything is energy. And what does that even mean, that everything is energy? It means that when you talk about manifestation and you're like, I I believe in manifestation and I use manifestation to manifest things in my life. So I've used it to manifest my career. I've used it to manifest money, a partner, a job, a house, like whatever materialistic things you're saying that you use it to manifest. And I heard somebody say once that maybe people are confused about weight loss manifestation because they think that manifestation is about bringing things towards you, which is like really weird that people think that because it's like, well, if you actually understand that we live in a vibrational universe, meaning that everything is made up of the same thing. So if you're sitting in a chair right now or you're driving your car, you're walking or you're doing your dishes, like everything around you is made up of the same thing. It's made up of energy, right? When when we dive deep into the cells of your body. So it's like your body and what it's made up of. You're like, oh, I have organs. Oh, these organs have cells. And when you zoom in enough, it's really just these subatomic particles. And then what even into that, it's, it's just energy. Like it is just literally energy and everything is made up of the same thing. This is just basic physics, right? If you did physics in high school, you would have learned this. This is not just law of attraction knowledge. This is just basic science that you would have learned if you did physics in high school, which I did. (laughs) I did physics in high school, which I think that that plays a part into, you know, like doing that high level of physics in my final years of school that's reason that's part of the reason why is like I have a very scientific way of looking at manifestation and and just understanding that you cannot you cannot physically you cannot understand manifestation if you don't understand that it's the same for weight loss okay you're missing the point right if you only think that manifestation is about bringing things towards you if you don't understand that your body is made up of the same things that you're trying to manifest towards you and that you use the same process to make physical change to your body or if you have health issues it's a manifestation of your thoughts right so people get super caught up in diet being the reason why they have health issues okay so the world is fixated on diet being the cause of disease and diet being the cause of weight issues and that is like if you believe in manifestation that would be like saying that that the government is responsible for everything right and 
And if you do manifestation, can you imagine a a money mindset manifestation coach saying to you, oh, you're not actually having trouble with money because of your thoughts. You're having trouble with money because you can't possibly believe that you will be successful in a business doing what you're trying to do, like as if you're going to be successful with that type of business because there's already too many of those businesses out there and that's the reason why your business isn't succeeding. So you're better off quitting that business and getting a job because that's just not possible. That's It's because of that thing that you're not succeeding versus no, like a manifestation coach wouldn't do that. A manifestation coach would dive into the beliefs that that person has about money. They'd look at their money story. They'd look at their business story. They'd look at so many different things relating to their thoughts because their thoughts and their feelings are creating the vibration that's drawing like attracts like. It's it's drawing those events to them. It's creating that reality, right? And so when people have trouble, I see even manifestation coaches themselves be completely blindsided to how incorrectly they're speaking about weight loss manifestation because they don't understand the energetics of weight loss. They may understand the energetics of money, but they it does not mean they understand the energetics of weight loss, okay? And so this is really important because the other thing I see as well is I see people who who perhaps know about the metaphysical aspect of disease and health-related things and weight loss, but they're still stuck in the dieting mindset. And the dieting mindset is that of thinking that everything is about your diet, okay? So it is just isolating and kind of like hyperfixating on diet. And chronic dieters, and I talk about the chronic dieting paradigm because it's really important to understand that it is a paradigm and there's different paradigms that exist. So you can live in a paradigm where you're constantly dieting and you're constantly associating anything that goes wrong with your health or your weight and you immediately associate that with your diet, okay? Now, when you live like that, your weight will f- likely fluctuate, okay? And you you will have you will have these conditions that you've created around your weight and your reality. Now, I don't choose to live like that. I created a different paradigm because I wanted freedom from the the fluctuations. Okay? My biggest value system behind what I've manifested is I want freedom in the sense of I don't want weight fluctuations and I also don't want a poor relationship to food, okay? And in order to do this, in order to create this dynamic, I had to understand what the dieting mindset was and I had to see how majority of people operate through that way of thinking. And so I had to think differently. And if you think about like when you're working on your money mindset, it might be the same thing. Like you might stop consuming the news. Like you might be like, wow, the news is really painting the world in a fearful, fear-mongering light. It's really just focusing on the negative. It's really just focusing on how everything is bad and scary and every, the money's going to run out and it's 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 bad and, and it gives me anxiety. And so I'm going to choose not to watch the news. And you will find a lot of manifestations manifestation coaches encourage this, they'll say, stop consuming media. That's fear-mongering. Okay. Stop consuming media. That is fear-mongering. But then what I see is those same people then consume nutrition knowledge, nutrition content that is fear-mongering. And the problem is, is that I think there's a lack of understanding and education about what fear-mongering actually is with food. And because nutrition and looking after your health has is often like this sought-out thing by spiritual people because they do really care about themselves. It's coming from a good place. They have a value system of looking after themselves. And it's coming from a good place that they want to you know, logically, they're like, well, I want to learn about my health. Well, I want to look after myself. So I'm going to listen to these people that are talking about health. But they're missing, they're missing the piece of understanding nutritional psychology. Okay. They're missing that piece of understanding the difference between fear mongering nutritional content and 
content that is unnecessarily extreme in its portrayal of food, right? Unnecessarily extreme in the portrayal of nutrition, okay? Unnecessary is the word here because remember, we are creating our reality with our thoughts. And so if we choose to believe and more and more like the collective choose to believe something, it just becomes this unconscious thing that we unconsciously all agree is true, even if it's absolutely incorrect. Okay. And this, this, this happens in life. Like we just all as a collective, lots of people start to believe something and then hang on a second. Why do we all believe this? Like who started this rumor and who's responsible for this incorrect information? Because like this is harming people's mindsets. Like this is actually harming their, it's creating limitations. It's creating anxiety. Just like if you have a money mindset block where you don't believe that you could possibly ever make money through a business and you can only make money through a nine to five job. Like I would hope that a money mindset coach would help would help you bust through those blocks at blocks and that's why as a body manifestation coach right as a weight loss manifestation coach it is my job it is my purpose on this earth to make the world see that these problematic like perceptions of like these blocks this blocked way of looking at nutrition is only causing more hurdles and obstacles for you to have to go over unnecessary hurdles for you to and more resistance basically that you have to move through in order to reach the outcome of like health wellness more energy and weight loss okay so because let's let's look at this all right because a lot of content out there like I said is fear mongering and what does that even mean it means that they are saying information or saying things like this type of food will make you fat this type of food will cause inflammation right sugar is a drug it's going to cause inflammation right it's it's isolating a food right? Or a compound like, oh, lectins are bad. Lectins make you fat or carbs do this or broccoli does that. Consume this. It's going to be extreme in nature. So anything that is extreme in nature that's trying to get you to cut a certain food out or do weird, unusual things like eat your food in a certain order so that your blood sugar is more regulated, like these kind of things are sometimes unnecessary and they've been proven to be unnecessary tactics and they create more struggle for people. They create more dieting rules, okay, rather than understanding that overall your diet matters, not one food in isolation in isolation, not necessarily like having to eat your food in a certain order. Like there is so much more to nutrition than just those isolated things, okay? And I don't often, like I said, I don't often talk about nutrition and the reason why is because that's not my main focus here, okay? My main focus is mindset, manifestation, your belief systems, your frequency, creating your reality. And so when I see people focusing on diet and nutrition with the wrong lens, right? With the lens of fear, with the lens of dieting, I have to intervene, okay? I have to educate the world on their relationship to food because that matters. It's not about ignoring health or ignoring nutrition, okay? So think about this way. If I was a money mindset coach and I was running a global brand to help with people's money mindsets, right? I would predominantly be talking about people's thoughts and feelings and beliefs about money and their money story and their money blocks, yes? Would I then be denying that people will have to take certain actions to have a successful business or to have the successful career? No, I wouldn't be denying that. I wouldn't be denying that there are physical things in the physical plane that that are done. But I would say that those physical things are affected how I perceive those physical actions to be taken, 
how well they work for me, whether or not they manifest the outcome I desire and I feel good in it. So like, for example, if you're a business owner, but you're working really hard and you're exhausted, even though you make a lot of money, then it would be like, okay, let's look at your belief systems about money because this isn't creating the dynamic that ultimately makes you feel good. And so it's like the same, it's the same with weight, weight issues issues okay manifestation of weight issues it's like cool like you can look good in your own eyes you can be like well yes look I can get to this certain weight but I feel exhausted in having to do that I feel like I have to put in so much effort in order to maintain this type of weight I would say cool I can help you with that because that's all about your belief systems okay you're creating that paradigm you're creating that reality with your beliefs right? So can you see how what I'm doing is similar to what a money mindset coach would do? But the understanding there is that I'm not focusing on nutrition because that then, that's not what I'm here to help with. I'm not here to help you with nutrition. I'm here to help you with your mindset about it. The same way as you don't, when you see a money manifestation coach, they're not necessarily diving into business strategies, although that's going to be part of what makes you succeed. You might need to do marketing courses. You might need to learn how to use the software that you're running your business on. Okay. You might need to do some like bookkeeping stuff, right? You might need to learn various different things, similar to if you're manifesting a career, right? You might need to take action in getting better at your field. You might go study at university. That might be part of manifesting your career is doing other things. And so that is the role, yes, that nutritional education might play in your health and well-being, energy, weight loss, okay? body composition, right? Education of certain things. But what if that education is limiting you? right? So what if you then do a business course that says, you will not succeed on Instagram, you should go do this instead, right? And that kind of stuff does exist. That type of marketing rules exist. Marketing rules are kind of similar to dieting rules. It's like 10 different people will say 10 different things and one person will say you can't do this and another person will be be succeeding doing the thing that the other person said they can't do, okay? So it's understanding, it's really having the perception of seeing that people, multiple truths exist because people believe different things. So people, so when you're following when you're following somebody's nutrition advice, it's really important to understand that they will have bias, okay? They will have bias. And what does bias mean? It means that if they say, I'm convinced that this weight issue for you is hormonal and I'm convinced that if we remove sugar from your diet that you're going to lose weight, that's bias because they they then will confirm their belief systems even though they're incorrect, right? Their their bias will confirm their belief system, okay? And that's why science exists. That's why we have a scientific, like, scientific collection of studies that doctors, dentists, any kind of, like, medical licensed person has to refer to in order for their knowledge to be evidence-based, okay? Because because of the placebo effect mainly. So when we talk about a study that's that's double blind, what does that even mean? Double blind means that none of the participants, none of the like people running the study have any idea what's going on so that their belief systems can't influence the study. Because belief systems are that powerful that even every like any type of reputable reputable study out there needs to take into account placebo effect, right? And so this is so important then to understand when you're looking at people's content and considering whether or not they're actually introducing their own placebo effect, first of all, and their bias. And placebo effect is wonderful. I encourage people to use placebo effect to their advantage. Yeah, this is what I teach people to do. I literally do this with my clients. I literally teach them to use placebo effect effect to their advantage. But when people are consuming fear-mongering content about nutrition that is 
if I was to see two pieces of evidence and one is fear-mongering and one is not, why when if I understand the placebo effect, the placebo effect, by the way, is manifestation. Yes. So if you doubt, if you doubt that manifestation applies to the body, you guys, it's literally one of the most accepted things in science is the placebo effect. And placebo effect is not just like taking a sugar pill. It's literally the understanding, the scientific fact that your beliefs influence the physiology of your body. Okay. This is just scientific fact. And that is evidence of manifestation. So when you're like, oh, manifestation only works so that I can manifest car or a house or the the the, the partner that I want. No. Manifestation has been proved in the body through placebo effect. That's what it even is. Your thoughts, beliefs can affect your physiology. Why don't we use that to our advantage? And what I see is manifestation coaches or like just spiritual people in general using placebo effect to their disadvantage. They're creating more limiting beliefs about food, right? Negative beliefs about food where they're like, oh, don't consume, don't consume any sugar, like cut out sugar or it's your hormones or you have to eat food in this certain way or else your blood sugar won't be healthy. And it's like, okay, cool. Now you're creating more limitations, okay? Rather than focusing on the belief system, oh, my blood sugar is healthy. Oh, I trust my body, right? These are some of the beliefs I have. My body knows what to do with the food, whether I eat cake or vegetables, my body can handle it. Like my my blood sugar can sort that out because I trust my body, right? I have a healthy body, okay? And when I operate from that dynamic, yes, because that dynamic is believing that my I can trust my body, guess what happens? Guess what happens, you guys? When you operate from the fundamental understanding that you can trust your body, you end up craving less sugar anyway, you become intolerant to eating too much of it. I'm telling you now, I have been doing this shit for years. I have maintained 30-pound weight loss for basically pretty much almost 10 years now, okay? I've, r- I've rounded up to 10 years now because I'm getting so close to the 10-year mark, okay? I'm 38. I just turned 38. I started losing weight for good permanently at 28, okay? So, 10 years almost, I've kept this weight off. And prior to that, I did nothing but diet constantly, constantly thinking it was my hormones, taking every which supplement, being told by naturopaths that it was a hormonal imbalance that was causing my weight issue, being told by, hey, babes, this episode is brought to you by my course, Emerge and my private coaching. To celebrate this episode, I've put my main course Emerge on sale for a limited time. So head on over to nodietbabe.com slash emerge to get started today on this work to change your brain, nervous system, and body so that you can lose weight. So head on over to nodietbabe.com slash emerge so that you can start implementing these teachings on a deeper level so that you can have control around food and finally stick to something, lose weight and keep it off. Also, DM me on Instagram at nodietbabe.com for private coaching. You know, doctors, I had polycystic ovaries, all this. By the way, I don't have polycystic ovaries anymore. My, My cycles have changed a lot through this work. And so, what I what I'm trying to say is it's understanding that when you you associate like I heard I'm not going to name names but it's like oh it's your cravings are caused by your blood sugar being irregular and it's like okay <laughs> okay so now now I'm going backwards now I'm saying I have to eat food in a special order I have to do all these things that are conditional in order to have healthy blood sugar and that's going to control my cravings it's like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Why not just decide that I have a healthy body? Why not just decide that I can trust my body? Why not work on your relationship to food? Like look at eating psychology and look at the why the craving is there in the first place because I've done all this shit. And I'm telling you now, my reality is completely different. I don't crave a lot of sugar. I don't crave sugar in excess. If you sit 
cookies in front of me, some people will be like, once I have a taste of it, I can't stop. That used to be me. I don't live like that anymore. I literally am repulsed by something if I have too much of it, right? I can't eat a lot of those foods. I literally will feel sick if you give me too much of those foods. Do I occasionally overeat from time to time? Of course, I'm only human. There's no such thing as a perfect person, perfect diet. And when you strive for that, you're going to feel exhausted, right? Your health will suffer too because when you create like this kind of orthorexic you know, dynamic with food. I used to be like that. I used to literally get IBS. One time I got IBS because I ate cucumber because I was just worried about eating food when I was out. I literally had some cucumber from a cafe and I was like, I'm eating out. I like it was like a salad or something because I was still trying to eat clean. And I was like, oh, it's because they must have put some sort of chemical in it and now I'm reacting to it. And it was all in the mind. I'm telling you now, like I've literally been afraid of toilet paper, chemicals in toilet paper, and then had itchy, itchy butt. (laughs) Yeah. And it was confirmed by somebody else where they were like, yes, it's definitely the chemicals in the toilet paper that's causing that. Yes. And and I literally created this issue with having itchy skin. <laughs> yeah. That I literally had like so many doctors check me out. I, I went and saw a specialist to try and fix the issue. It was like, do you have parasites? Do you have this and that? And try to do all these different things as cleansers, naturopaths, supplements, and this and this still had the itchy skin. Still had it for so many years. And then there was a point after doing this mindset work where I focused on it and I did deliberate, intentional focus on the beliefs around it and I shifted the beliefs. And I was like, I changed the feeling that my nervous system had associated with that toilet paper. And I trained my nervous system to believe that the toilet paper was safe, that it was healthy, that my skin was resilient, that I could handle it. And guess what? I have not had an issue with the toilet paper ever since I did that work. And so the placebo effect is very powerful. And so you need to be aware of when it's being used against you with fear-mongering content. And this content is very extreme in nature. It says extreme things that don't take into account the nuance information, right, that's required in order to have a well-rounded approach to nutrition. So things like demonizing sugar, for example, is a huge issue. Because if we look at different content creators, the problem is is that the content creators that are often sharing the most fear-based content are really good at marketing, okay? And you often hear these type of influence be praised by other marketers because they're like, wow, your business is so good. Your business is so good. Your marketing is so good, right? But my problem with this is, yes, you can be really good at marketing and have millions of followers because you understand that sharing fear-mongering content get more attention than sharing truth content, okay? Fear-based content attracts more followers than truth-based content, meaning like it's more of a well-rounded approach. It's not as dramatic because the extreme language that they use hooks into people's drama and they're like fear and they're just like enticed by that. And then so they're more likely to hit follow. They're more likely to hit the follow button. And so what you'll see, unfortunately, is some of the most popular people are sharing their content in a way that's the most dramatized, extreme way, because that's what marketing teaches you to do sometimes because it works. From a marketing lens, it works, okay? It captures people people's attention if you play into their it, that, that fear part of the brain, okay, that drama part of the brain. And so then to me, ethically, I ethically, I'm like, how can you do that? Like, how can you be spreading information that's fear-mongering? And that just, to me, just butts up against moral codes. I'm like, I don't care if I have to sacrifice having less followers. If I have to change my content and my graphics on my Instagram to portray an image that's incorrect just because my audience prefer that way of looking at things even though the way I've portrayed it is incorrect like that's that's unethical like I can't 
it makes me upset that people are doing that and then also because they're being congratulated on their business structure oh yes like you're so good at marketing yeah but at for this what you you're just wow like you're so popular but you're sharing information that is is causing problems with people's relationship to food <laughs> like you've got to if you, if you're explaining nutrition right if you if you are an influencer, like you're a coach, like you have a platform where you share nutritional information, it is so important to take into account people's relationship to food and their beliefs about food, right? And how that information is going to be received on the other end by that person and how that's going to affect their day-to-day life, right? Is it going to create fear in their relationship to food? And yes, this is a very controversial topic because there will be some people that say, well, people are predominantly consuming really unhealthy foods. We need to educate these people. I agree, but there's a lot of people and a lot of you listeners who are already, you're you're not lacking in food education. Some of you have too much food education in the wrong way. Like you're too extreme in in your perspective of food. This is bad. That's bad. That's inflammatory. This is not cut, cut, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Like your issue is the opposite end. Yeah. So then we've got to find balance in the the way that these the information is communicated. Okay. And so I prefer to follow people that talk about the nuance rather than the extreme. I'm not sucked into extreme. I don't do that. I was when I was predominantly operating from the dieting mindset. Okay. And guess what? My weight suffered because of that. My health suffered because of that. So I thought I was, oh, like I'm going to put myself on a pedestal because I know so much about nutrition, right? But the truth is I was struggling. I acted like I knew a lot, but inside I was struggling. And the sad truth is, is that a lot of weight loss nutritional coaches themselves come to me because they are in that ballpark. And it isn't about judgment or shame here, right? This isn't about judging or shaming people. It's about spreading the knowledge that our belief systems matter, that our belief systems do create our reality, okay? So something I want to share about sugar because like sugar is just demonized so much and it's really taken out of context a lot of the time. And so the thing that, the thing is that there's a few different things like sugar is like a drug, okay? So let's talk about that. Like you could say, if you say sugar is like a drug, you basically need to agree that lots of things can act like a drug then, okay? So people can be addicted to sugar, okay? Well, that's the same way as I could be addicted to my dog. Like I can be addicted to wanting to be around my dog. I can be, people can be addicted to Netflix. People can be addicted to their phone. Like lots of people are addicted to scrolling on their phone. I don't think anyone would want to be without their phone for a few days without feeling a little bit of discomfort, yeah? Because you're used to that dopamine hit that you get when you check check messages or check Instagram, scroll on TikTok, okay? Sugar falls into that category, okay? The same category. It's not sugar itself that's the problem, okay? It's our relationship to food that's the problem, okay? So whenever something's addictive, it's usually serving a purpose to distract, avoid, numb certain emotions or thoughts that are going on. So we just get to look at that. We just get to look at human nature and it's human nature is is really, you know, as humans, our behavior is tends to lean towards moving towards pleasure and away from pain. Yeah. Tony Robbins talks about this all the time and the relationship to food as well. He's said this, people lean towards moving towards pleasure and away from pain. So if you're bored, if you don't want to miss out on going out with your friends and everyone's having ice cream, you, you, you move towards having ice cream. But there's ways to handle this on a mindset level. I've changed my psychology around eating and that's manifested a completely di- different reality around food. So I want to quote this thing about sugar because this is really important that I heard from a guy called Dr. Mike 
Israel, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. There is no link between sugar consumption and as and health. There's no link between sugar consumption and health as long as calories aren't excessive and you're meeting your protein and fat needs and the diet is mostly healthy and unprocessed foods. So if you think about it, if your calories aren't excessive, you eat enough veggies, fiber, you know, fruit fruits and protein, okay, if protein and fat is is balanced and your calories aren't excessive, you can have chocolate and it's not going to have a negative impact on your health. Like you can have some sugar every single day. And if your diet is most, mostly healthy and processed, you're not going to have a problem because you went out for ice cream, okay? Or you enjoy a couple squares of chocolate every night, yeah? And so I learned to see the world in this way. And instead of I'm cutting out sugar, I'm cutting out sugar, sugar is bad, sugar is this, sugar is that, it's bad for my hormones. It's doing this to me. It's so bad for me. Cutting it out. Then I would cut it out. Then I'd feel better and then I'd binge on it and then I'd feel bad. Like what an exhausting cycle. What it and and not to mention the placebo of that that every single time because I had such a strong belief system about sugar being bad for me. Guess what happened as soon as I would eat sugar again? I'd get tired, I'd get I'd get like breakouts. I'd have all these negative feelings because I'm telling you now it was all placebo effect because explain to me now why I I don't have those negative symptoms right I changed my beliefs which isn't easy by the way changing your beliefs I was really committed to it a lot of people aren't committed to it I actually committed to it and changed my beliefs and then the effect change changed okay the the whereas when I believed that sugar was bad for me I had more negative health outcomes because I believed it was bad for me and I would consume it. I couldn't help but consume it anyway, right? So, you know, I like to follow doctors like Dr. Ids. They're like really highly trained in looking at the scientific evidence. And, you know, there was a recent TikTok Instagram reel that he did about like where I find it so interesting like he talked about studies that showed that when calories are equated there's nothing uniquely problematic about sugar right he says that the issue is what's displaced from the diet when you overconsume sugar and what he means by that is that if you're predominantly um, consuming foods with the sh- with that high sugar like cookies cakes donuts chocolate they are generally low in nutrients and high in calories. And anyway, like when you look at these foods like cookies, cakes, donuts, chocolate, they're actually it actually more higher in fat than anything else. Like sugar isn't actually the only thing here. It's like they're really high in fat and really high in calories. And I feel like people completely that they're blaming sugar when it's not about sugar. A lot of the health issues that are occurring in society have to do with Number one, are we just going to completely ignore stress? Like, are we going to completely ignore the emotional, <laughs> the emotional toll on the body? Like that, your emotions do affect your health. Are we just going to see? Are we just going to like? Oh, it's your diet. No, like, there's there's an emotional aspect to disease. Always, yeah, we are comp like. We're not just a machine that's about the food that we put in there. We're emotional beings. There's thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and that impact our health, okay? And so this whole thing about I blaming the diet, right, blaming the diet, the other thing that's causing what, like, calorie consumption has gone up over the years. Despite all the dieting knowledge, calorie consumption has gone up. Year after year, despite all the nutritional knowledge that you would think that there's due to social media, there's more nutritional, like pumping out fear-mongering content out there more than ever. Yet each year, overall, people are consuming more calories. Overall, not everybody. Yeah. So then it's not helping nutritional knowledge or like this fear-mongering knowledge isn't actually helping people. And Studies have shown that when calories are equal, it's not the sugar that's the problem, okay? Because excess calories, 
when people are like, well, sugar's inflammatory. No, it's not. Studies have shown when calories are equated, it's not inherently inflammatory. The problem is, is that there's lack of nutrients is the issue. Like I said, if if you're replacing cookies, cakes, and donuts, like, and you're not having enough vegetables, you're going to have a lack of nutrient issue, right? Lack of fiber issue. Okay. And that has negative health outcomes. Okay. Right. So see how it's it's about let's add in more food. Let's stop talking about cut this out, cut that out. Right. Let's look at what can we add in. How can we change our perspective of trusting our body to want nutrients, to crave healthier foods? How can we redirect our belief systems to do that? Yeah? Redirect our frequency to do that. Okay? That's why eating psychology is so important because that's what I help you do. Okay? So... Studies have shown that when calories are equal, okay, here's a study that Dr. Ids shared if you want to check out his Instagram. Two separate groups where women consumed 1,100 calories where one group had 118 grams of pure sugar every day and the other group had 11 grams of pure sugar. Both groups saw improvement in their body weight, blood pressure, body fat, blood lipids, and improvement in depression, hunger, and mood. Okay, these were women, okay? When calories were equal, both groups had improvement in basic things that people associate with sugar, okay? So, oh, sugar is going to affect your mood. Sugar is going to make you hungrier. No. When when calories were equated, there was no difference. And this is why when if you're like, oh, but the government and the studies, who are they being funded by and this and that, it's all fear-mongering as well. Like, from a law of attraction perspective, wouldn't I want to rather choose the perspective that's less fearful? Wouldn't I want to rather choose the perspective that's more expansive, that's more like allows me to have more freedom? Wouldn't I choose the perspective that that people are inherently good and want good things and this body of knowledge, these studies is predominantly helpful to our knowledge and understanding of nutrition wouldn't I rather have that perspective rather than it's all bad like this is like the the spiritual perspective I just don't understand how people can be like I'm spiritual and manifestation but I'm gonna choose the fear lens to view nutrition I'm going to listen to the person who's teaching me drama and fear and limitation around food versus the person who explains nuance right? Explains it in a way that it's understand the bigger picture things, not it's bad. I'm going to talk like a 10-year-old and fear you into sugar because I know they're going to hook into your brain versus, hey guys, you know, nutrition is about overall. You don't need to worry about sugar and it unless you're consuming it in excess, okay? You can have sugar, but let's take a look at your overall diet. Let's take a look at what your overall diet looks like, okay? Because that's that matters. We need to take that into account, not just, I'm going to talk to you every single day about how this food is bad and you're going to get inflammation and gain weight because of this one type of food and I'm going to go through a grocery store and I'm going to start picking up boxes of everything that's bad and it's killing you and it's feeding cancer and you're going to die if you eat this. Like, are you serious? Like, no thanks. Bye. I'm flicking that shit away. I don't want to. What you focus on, right, you draw energy to creates more of that. Yeah, what you focus on expands. Why would I want to be so focused on fear-mongering content? I'm just not. I'm more looking at content that's more well-balanced. Okay, cool. So I'm understanding that, yes, I can understand that there's, it's not good to overconsume sugar. I can understand that it's not good to overconsume calories. However, I don't need to micromanage that. I live in manifestation. I know that I can delegate that to my body. That's my body's job to do that, right? I can delegate that to the universe. I can ask the universe to, if I I focus on my intention, I focus on my, I have an intention for good health, right? And I'm going to 
delegate that to the universe. And yes, I know people do this, but then they'll go into dieting mindset and distrusting their body and consuming fear-mongering content. And then I'm like, cool, you guys are on the right track, but you're just missing some information and that's why I'm here. Okay, I'm here to help you with that. I can fill in the missing gaps because there aren't many people who understand the energetics of weight loss. It's just not as popular and understood as money energetics. It's just fact. It's just not as understood. I see it. There's a real lack of information, which is also why I'm going to be creating a certification. (laughs) I haven't actually talked about this on the podcast, but I'm going to be creating a certification so that other coaches, healers, and people who aspire to help the world with body manifestation can teach this stuff because it's really lacking. It's really needed in the world. There's so many amazing manifestation coaches out there and not enough in the body realm, like not enough talking about what I talk about. And so, yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to dive in and mention there was that I currently have my coaching packages on sale. So reach out to me if you'd like to do a coaching package with me because I really really spend a lot of one-on-one time with my clients and any of my former clients will hold me to it. Like I dedicate a lot and I've had a lot of enjoyment around coaching one-on-one clients. I I love to spend time with help, helping people with this stuff, but in the future, I'm going to be training other coaches. And when I'm doing that, the cost of my certification will be similar to what I charge now for one-on-one. So, excuse me, if you've been thinking of working with me it's very rare to find somebody that has a large following that dedicates time to one-on-one coaching. Most people, once they grow or they scale a business, they're not doing one-on-one coaching anymore, yeah? Or if they are, it's at a very high cost, okay? It's very, usually the, the way that works is like they're more seeing people who put in a high level of investment, okay? And for the time being, the last few years, I've just really enjoyed one-on-one. Like I've just really enjoyed that and I've just followed my guidance around doing that. But in the future, like I will be scaling the business. Like I said, I've really had downloads from from the universe of creating a certification. Like that's just been something that's been going on inside of me for some time, for years now. And so that's that's going to be happening. And so when that's happening, like you won't be able to get one-on-one coaching at this investment, you guys. You just won't get access to me. You just won't be able to at this price point. And so if you've been holding out or like for whatever reason you're waiting, just know like now's this is this is it, you know, now's the time. And generally I recommend like six six months. I love working with people for six months. But, of course, there's three months if you feel like that's more suitable for you. So please message me on Instagram at nodietbabe if you're interested in chatting to me about private coaching. Okay, so like I said before, when you look at people who aren't fear-mongering, right, they're just really looking at the science and the nuance of things it isn't about fearing sugar. It's about, yes, educating yourself that too much sugar, not good. Too much calories, not good. Not enough nutrients, not good. Not enough like fiber, not good, right? But how about from a manifestation point of view, we then tune into our bodies and go, right, I'm trying to manage everything with my mind. I'm trying to use the knowledge and my head to navigate my body. Okay, but my body and head is one, right? I'm not going to try and control my body through force. Why not create a body, create an identity that does those things automatically? Yeah, I delegated it to my body. My body doesn't want too much sugar. I can trust my body. Yeah, my body knows how to handle my blood sugar. That's delegated to my body. Yeah, I can have you guys, I got rid of ovarian cysts. Yeah. So this shit works. Like I healed my belief systems, my relationship to my body. Okay. And it's, it's the understanding. It's not saying, oh, now I overeat and I just believe and it's making up for that. No, like I said before, it's, it's not the extreme point of view. Okay. It's not extremes. 
It's more nuanced than that. Okay. So the main thing I want you to get from this is understand that the content you consume can affect your belief systems. Understand that those belief systems influence your body's physiology. And so my intention for you is that you choose content that is helping you, not limiting you, that is moving you towards more freedom, less anxiety and fear of food, and a natural, inspired way of naturally choosing foods that are good for you, okay, but also still enjoying life, okay? And when we talk about overconsumption of calories, that to me is emotional eating. When there's overconsumption of calories, it is always, and I am going to repeat this, overconsumption of calories is always an emotional eating problem. Disagree with me if you want, but I'm telling you now, I, that that's my message. Overconsumption. If you have an issue of overconsumption of sugar, if you have an issue of overconsumption of calories, it's an emotional issue. You got to look at your relationship to food and eating psychology, which is what I teach in my course Emerge. Okay, so <laughs> go check out my course Emerge. Then, if you have an issue with controlling yourself around the cookies, the cakes, the donuts, the chocolates, okay, if you have an issue around overconsumption of calories, do my course Emerge. That's going to help you change your relationship to food so that you can trust your body. That's what we want here. We want to have unconscious competency around food, okay? Unconscious meaning doesn't require a lot of effort, struggle or excessive dieting planning, right? Unconscious competency around your eating habits and your health, well-being, energy levels, weight, okay? All right. I will leave it there. Make sure you reach out to me if you are ready to begin working in close co- uh, proximity with me for one-on-one coaching. So, email. E- uh, sorry, you can email me, but it's probably easier if you message me on Instagram at No Diet Babe. And I love you guys. I just want you to not have fearful relationships with food and unknowingly program your subconscious to have fear with food okay unnecessarily program your brain with fear-mongering perceptions of food it does affect your nervous system it does cause somatic responses in the body to when you eat those certain foods it does affect your health in a negative way if it's excessively um causing anxiety okay so we we want to have a response to food your somatic response to food we don't want that to be rooted in trauma okay like feelings of anxiety or shame guilt fear yeah of food so that is all love you guys i will see you in the next episode bye thank you so much for tuning in today if you loved this episode i'd love for you to leave me an itunes review Don't forget to follow this podcast for more uplifting teachings to come. For more tips, inspiration and teachings, come follow me on Instagram at NoDietBabe or check out my website, NoDietBabe.com. Until I see you next time, babes, lots of love.